Hey everyone, it's Laura Molitor here again with another Divine Purpose Insights podcast. I'm your host of this weekly program and Divine Purpose coach and spiritual activist. You can find out more about me and what I do at beingfreenow.com. You can subscribe to this podcast and please feel free to share if you like what you hear. I've been thinking about that question people sometimes ask themselves in challenging times or maybe just in our daily walk through life. What would Jesus do? Well, we know that in different situations, he would do certain things, but at the heart of them all was healing, bringing freedom and light to a world in need of it. He perceived those needs and his actions, what Jesus did, was to take action that changed the situation for the better, while also being instructive for his immediate followers and for us today. But how did he know what to do? His actions followed his thoughts, and his thoughts were in obedience to God. His first action in all cases was to listen. So if we want to know what Jesus might do, it doesn't really start with the physical activity, as those actions could change depending on the specific situation which he encountered or that we might encounter. Jesus was our example, but his example was not a formula. It was inspiration. So listening to God, being open to and ready for inspiration is the first thing Jesus did and probably the simplest and most correct answer to that question, what would Jesus do? He would listen. And that meant listening in the moment, but it also meant taking a conscious break from the world to listen with more focused dedication. Listen to this from Luke 5, verse 15 and 16. Jesus had just healed a man of leprosy and urged him not to tell people about it. And the quote goes, But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Jesus certainly wanted the word to spread, but in the right time and the right way. It wasn't about causing a sensation with his healing, and it was not about giving him nowhere to breathe either. No way to listen, to really listen. So, he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. He went away from people and their desires for his attention and made sure his attention was focused on God alone. I suspect the people seeking him were feeling disappointed maybe, but Jesus hadn't become unloving or uncaring. He knew that to have a special time alone with God would be the very thing that would feed him for his mission and assure that he did what was needed and that he had the energy and the inspiration, wisdom to do it rightly and well. I think this is a good lesson in what we can do when we feel overly pulled and pushed for attention, whether it's from people or from our own fears and overthinking that's hammering within us, we can choose to step away, to withdraw, to listen and pray. Jesus didn't worry that he'd lose business or that no one would love him anymore if he disappeared for a while. He didn't worry that the world would fall apart or get angry that he wasn't heeded when he told people not to talk about the healing of the leprosy. That didn't concern him. He didn't stand around justifying himself or coming up with reasons why he should just keep on working away because the world would fall apart without him being on the job all the time. Your world won't fall apart if you take a pause and withdraw from things. 
Your world will be better for your time in the wilderness, separate from things that seem to want to clamor aggressively for attention to make us feel guilty. Jesus' time in the wilderness praying made him better able to continue in and to fulfill his mission. Nothing was lost by his withdrawal, and the world gained much when he returned, when he was cleansed and ready. Our wilderness is just wherever we can consciously listen without distraction, or at the very least, try to do that. Yeah, the mortal mind will want to talk to you, but do your best to leave it in the other room or at the office and make space for discovery of what God wants you to know and to feel. Sometimes the wilderness time is as quick as a good breath, just a receptivity to love's calming presence, and we feel nourished and ready. Sometimes it requires more devotion to listening, following intuitions that calm that may lead to more praying we may need to do, more ideas we might need to explore with God. But it is in God's time, so it surely can't keep us from God's plan for us in this day or for those who we think we have counting on us. Withdraw without fear. That's what Jesus did, and his doing was all about his teaching, his example to us. Now, Mary Baker Eddy defines wilderness in her glossary in Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures in this way. The first being the mortal view of things, the second being what is really going on. So Jesus may have entered into the wilderness feeling this first part, but he exited knowing the second part to be true. Wilderness, loneliness, doubt, darkness, spontaneity of thought and idea, the vestibule in which a material sense of things disappears and spiritual sense unfolds the great facts of existence. That's a great place to be. And a vestibule is a passage, a hall or antechamber between the outer door and the interior parts of a house or building. So let's think about that exit we take for prayer as truly a necessary passageway into the next phase, the next experience, the next place we're meant to be, doing what we're meant to do, and more energized and clear and calm and ready for what's next. I'm still working on this idea, but I'm encouraging myself to withdraw more and do it more often without fear and to see the benefits that that brings to me and to others. I hope you found this helpful. Feel free to contact me if you have any questions or comments or want to talk more. You can reach me at lauramolitor at gmail.com. Thanks again so much for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.